Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Darkness Within. Tonight, I present to you Joe Andre, who is a spiritual medium, spiritual counselor, life coach, demonologist from Nightbreed Paranormal out of Taunton, Mass. Good evening, Joe. How are you? Fantastic, Judy. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem at all. Um, I know you have a bit of a story on how you got started in this field and what went on with you, you know, when you were younger and stuff, if you want to tell us all about it. Oh, sure. You want the nutshell version or you want the full full version? <laughs> oh, whatever you want to give me, Joe. <laughs> you know, I'm not fussy. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. It, it started when I was roughly four or five years old. That's back in 1974, 75. And uh, my severe night terrors. Um, I've been uh, thrown off my bed uh, while my mother and my grandmother watched me get thrown out. I would get bruises and all that. And um, I would wake up and I'd tell them the stories that I'd had during my dreams. And I used to sweat right through my pajamas, right through the mattresses, um, sitting night terrors. Um, and what I would see was uh, visions of hell. And what I saw shouldn't have been seen by a child that that young. Um, right. And I went through that almost all my life. Um, not so much lately, um, but it was very um, traumatic for me back then. And um, I would see people getting mutilated. Um, I would come back with smelling. You know, I would smell like rotting flesh, and I didn't know what it was when I was a kid, you know. Uh, not much later in my life, I found out what that rotting smell of rotting flesh would be um, smell like, and the smell of sulfur and brimstone. Um, so I would see people be, being mutilated, uh, being too graphic, um, but being eaten, being tortured. Um, mind you, my parents didn't watch horror movies. I didn't watch horror movies so much later when I was a teenager. Uh, so uh, well, my viewing was pretty much cartoons. Um, so I didn't know anything what they would look like. Um, I was born Roman Catholic, um, but there was no really depictions of hell, so I wouldn't have idea what hell would look like, except for you know, fire, you know, and the stereotypical, stereotypical de- uh, demon called Satan, uh, what he would look like, you know, the horns, the, you know, the tail and all that. Right. Um, but, but it's not what I saw. You know, it was much more detailed than that. Um, it was a lot of darkness. It wasn't just fire. Um, there were hellhounds, where these do- massive dogs, or the, the flesh would be charbroiled and peeling off. Um, there were so many versions of a demon that I saw. Um, multiple, multi-legged like, um, spiders, um, 
that looked like humans. Uh, it, it, um, so it, it took a, it, it gave me a big impact in my life. Um, so when I got a little young, younger, watching TV, of course, I watched shows like In Search of, and um, you know, with a Leonard Nimoy or uh, different uh, like shows with Rod Serling. Um, like that, that's how that, that hurts my interest, you know, Unsolved Mysteries, that's incredible, um, all these stories about paranormal. So I try to search as much as I, I, I could when I was younger. And, of course, they didn't have Google back then, so I had to go to the library, actually research, um, well, books left and right. Um, that was, like, my early teens, let's say 11, 12 years old, um, to get more information about, about the paranormal. Um, like Hans Holzer and, um, and uh, of course the Warrens um, that they've went through um, seeing I think I saw one show I don't know if it was Michael Douglas Mike Douglas show or was um, oh, I can't remember his name now was it Michael Douglas show or it was uh, Kirk Douglas I'm thinking not, not, not Michael Douglas I think it was Kirk Douglas, not Kirk Douglas. oh my god I can't remember it was so long ago. I think it was Michael Douglas show. One of those TV shows that they had them on, and they were talking about their uh, their um, their stories and the more of the Emerald Horror case and et cetera. And I was so you know, enthralled what they were talking about that I try to research more about them. Um, I try to re- uh, try to reach out to them, and get more information, but I never got any report- response back. Um, but I understood that how busy it could have, you know, been, been like seeing how Ed was like pretty much the only layman doing all of this in the world back then. Um, so, you know, from that I tried to do my own investigations and I did it by myself. You know, um, I really started investigating. I was in, I was fourteen, nineteen eighty-four, eighty-five. Uh-huh. I did it all by myself. I didn't have a team like that. I did my own researching. Um, from there, I I, I went. I have a place here in in Massachusetts. There's a, a thing called the Bridgewater Triangle. And yeah, I'm saying a lot about that um, yeah. on yeah. Facebook nowadays. You know, I guess they just found some more bodies there. Uh, I have not seen anything or heard anything yet. About that, because I don't, I, I'm, I'm so out of the loop on the internet because all I have is a, is a, a tablet and it's so old, it shuts down on me. It forces closes on me all the time trying to go on the internet. Right. Uh, so, so I can't even get on it. But I know uh, they released a documentary not too long ago, say last year, um, about the Bridgewater Triangle uh, with Lauren Coleman, who actually coined the phrase Bridgewater Triangle. Um, with um, other people that I know of, uh, like Andrew Lake, just from Rhode Island, um, top researchers in the field. Um, so right. you know, the, it's it's very intriguing. So it's like over 300 square miles of paranormal uh, paranormal encounters. I'm on, I'm on, I mean everything you can think of: UFOs, Bigfoot, um, the Pukwudgie, uh which are uh, Indian folklore. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Um, with the paranormal investigations, paranormal um, events that happen here. Um, 
and that stemmed from uh, the King Philip's War in the, I believe in the, in the late 1700s. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's it pretty much stemmed from there. Um, but you know, it, that, I got thrown down hills uh, by nothing that was behind me or laughter. Um, I ran up hills to find out who who did it, and I can't find anyone. I seen, I knew what shadow people were before shadow people were actually a fad. You know, <laughs> oh, I used to call them night stalkers because that's why I coined the phrase then. You know, but you know, men, men more popular being shadow people. Um, right. But I would see the visions of, of these shadowy personages going through, uh, through tree to tree to tree to tree. I'm like, the hell is that? And they're trying to, you know, of course, trying to run through a swamp, and you're going to fail. You're going to fall in a lot of swampy areas, you know, quick mud and all that. So whatever was running around in the swamp was very agile, and uh, you can actually float over the swamp. So it's, I, it, I wasn't seeing things. Um, I didn't do any drugs. I still don't, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, it, that just fascinates me. And to this day, it still fascinates me. I haven't gone out in, a, in the Huckamuck swamps in a long time, which are the visual triangle near my area in Taunton, which is like right in the snap, like right smack dab in the middle of it, of uh, the visual triangle. So, uh, so, I was, um, like I said, I was born a strict, a strict Catholic, a Roman Catholic, and born a Portuguese century, this century. Um, so, uh, when I got older, I was like 18, 19 years old, I was like straying away from the church, and I delved into more of the occult. Um, I got, you know, hung out with the wrong people, so to speak. Um, so, from that, I pulled my way out of that. I, 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 what I took away from it was I learned more about demons and all that and the real aspects of Satanism and well, different aspects of Satanism, I should say. Uh, but right. I, just gained, I just gained knowledge from that. Um, then I joined, uh, actually became a Mormon uh, uh, shortly after. Uh, to one extreme to another because I couldn't find my niche or what I should believe in, I couldn't find any answers. Um, but a friend of mine uh, got me involved with the Mormons, and they actually answered a lot of my questions. But unfortunately, it didn't work out for me, because it, it was, some of it was beneficial, and some of it was just um, something that resonate true to me. And right. I, left, I left that church, um, not to get too involved with it, uh, but but from that also it's just a learning experience. Um, but I I just dealt with a lot of holy devout people, and I, I'm not like that. And treating, and I'm I'm pretty much treat everybody equally, you know, about coexistence, you know, and, and we're all loving people, and and God is most is the epitome of unconditional love there is. So I don't know how we can say you. Love each other, love each other, but you hate these people. I'm like, I can say that, you know. You love everyone equally, you know. So it's uh, that's one of the views I have now. Right. <clears throat> so now that's where we are right now. Um, but and I had several, several um, investigations throughout the years 
um, close to 30 years of investigations. Um, I've dealt with every kind of case you can think of. Right. Um, possessed dolls is one of them. Uh, possessed people, possessed homes. Um, just to let you know, I, I am a demonologist. I'm not an exorcist, so I don't exercise anyone. Um, but I do do healing, and I do um, home blessings um, to that extent. You know, it, it, was, it was came down to get an exorcist, I can get some people to, to get involved. So I'm pretty much networked all over the place. Right. You basically do what I do because, you know, there were a few cases I called you on where I says, you know, I don't know how true it is, but they're claiming demonic entities in their house. And it seems like everybody today, that's what they're claiming. Right. You know? Uh, it, 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 it boggles my mind. It, it's 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 a bunch of people getting the same psychosis, you know, the same mental issues. Is it because of TV and, you know, they they use demonic attacks on TV for ratings. Everything everything's a, a demon. I'm yeah. gonna let you know right now. It's a demonics are extremely extremely rare occurrence. You know, um, so so you have to take everything for you know, everything is face value. You know, right? And, and I'm trying to be. Um, careful and cautious with people because I'm more afraid of people than I do of ghosts or demons. You know, so if there's something that's psychosis with someone, uh, they have mental issues, mental issues you know, I try to evaluate them as best as I can. If not, I'll get people that are more qualified than I am. Right. You know, and, and, get, and get them involved. You know, if they need to find a, a clergy, um, a parapsychologist or a psychologist, Psychiatrist, anybody can figure out what's what's going on with them uh, at home. Um, so you know, it, it's more more than likely a natural occurrence, you know. And I don't I don't want to uh, downplay everything uh, on people, but it's pr- it's pretty much that's the truth. It's within Black. someone. It's someone's inner demons that creating everything around them. Right, you know, and so if the house, the house that I actually moved into in Windsor, Connecticut, with that couple and their baby, right, um, I was my room was up in the attic on the left hand side, and that's where her aunt used to stay, and supposedly her aunt abruptly got up at five o'clock in the morning because her whole bed was shaking like exorcist style. I'm like, oh great, you know, right. And, Supposedly they saw a little boy sit in there on the bed with brown hair, but just sockets, no eyes. And they're, oh, great, and this is my room. Wonderful. So I'm sitting there on the bed. All of a sudden, the bed started shaking. So now, you know, I was listening to the radio and stuff, so I shut the radio off, and I'm listening to maybe what could be causing this. And there's a railroad track that goes behind the factory, which is over there. So, of course, the train was causing it. And depending on what size train it was, was how much the bed would shake, but not anything like exorcist style. Right. You know, I've never seen a little boy. There's something definitely dark in the house because that girl there, I mean, she's really psycho, I think. But, um, 
or maybe beyond that, maybe she is possessed. I mean, when she used to get going off, her whole face used to change, and I mean, it was it was horrible. I we were eating dinner one night, and she just lifted her head and looked at me, and she says, "You know," she says, um, "I used to be a serial killer in my past life." And I'm like, um, really? Like, who were you? Uh, the Boston Strangler, Jack the Ripper? Who were you? I want I to know who I'm dealing with. <laughs> yeah, all the calls and whistles and red flags are going up. Yep. <laughs> right? Right, exactly. But she just uh, proceeded to get worse and worse as the days went on, and, and that's why I'm where I'm at now. I had to leave her because she was, like, going to get a gun, and, and she was, you know, she come after you with a knife. She came after me like about three times. She didn't have a weapon, but she came after me. And um, I don't know. I, I still till this day think that she has some kind of a possession going on there. It comes and goes. Right. I, I understand know. that. Uh, depending upon the, her psychosis, like I said, I, I worked for the mental, uh, mentally insane a few years for quite a amount of time, so I've seen people just turn. You know, they can be laughing at one time, and next minute they're pinning you down and beating the crap out of you. Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, so it's it's all psychosis, you know. And like I said, I don't like to downplay it, but I've seen it too much, too many times. Right, you know, uh, to make my own, you can make your own conclusions. You know, what you can take for face value. You know, what you see on TV and what you see in movies, they got like 10% of it right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so you, you you don't see devaluations on people constantly. Because you, you think about liability. You want a huge can of worms, and you're opening a lot more. <laughs> yeah. You know? And with yourself yeah. and the people you're with. You know? So it's, it's, it's touch and go. You know? You know, people into the the ghost ghost hunting and uh, all those hobbyists. You know, stay stay close to like legend dripping and go to cemeteries. Don't go to residential. You know, people and all that. Don't you know, unless you have high, really a lot of experience. You back it up. You have people to network. You know. Yeah. If you just want to do that, uh, just. Go something like in a cemetery, a linen trip, and go for it. That's the best thing. So oh, I love going into cemeteries. When it's warm out, I'm forever there, you know? Right, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I have more I have more fun in a cemetery than I do going to someone's home claiming. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> you know? Like I, like I said, I'm more afraid of real people than I do with demonic and ghost, ghostly attacks, which I've had scratched. I have been pushed. You know, I'm not saying I don't discount everything that ha- happened to me. You know, right. I'm just a lot of unexplained stuff. Yep. But, yep. Like you've I have been, a, the one doing, home that... You've been, doing, you've been doing it for a long time also, right, Judy? Yeah, I've been doing it since 1995. So, yep. I'm, yeah, I'm coming up on 20 years here this year. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> yeah, the house that I, I did go into in Windsor, Connecticut, that, that I call, that was my baby case. Um, 
the first night we were there, they had, you know, it was a really old house built in the, it was built like 1817. But then you don't know because that's only one of the years. There's like four different years that they state, but every time they put the house up for sale, it says 1817, so that's what I go by. They had the big wooden beams on the ceiling in the kitchen, and they had the cast iron, like, uh, it was like a muffin pants hanging off of there and you know, like corn on the cob things and stuff. And I'm standing under it and uh, Peter Bouchard, who was in my group at the time, he just looked at me, he says, you need to move. And I'm like, why? He says, just move. And it fell for no reason at all. Yeah, so that was pretty scary. And then the nice reverend ended up choking me in that house. Yep. He still resides in that house, and they're trying to sell it again for $50,000. Oh, wow. Nobody could live there. Past six months, the owners had purchased it, and they couldn't live there. They started renting it out, and nobody could stay there past six months. I mean, it's a, it's really that's, that's horrifying. It's like, a, it's like a common thing. Like when someone finds out it's... A haunted, haunted residence. They won't last so long, or oh, nothing happens at all. You know, usually it's it's like a six month period. <laughs> well, I had well, no, it actually it started right away because her son was unpacking up in the front room, yep. which was the Anna Olcott room, um, and there is a plaque on the fireplace, and you know when you can write on the windows when they get foggy and stuff. Well, what appeared was it said, get out with the name Sam under it. And I had sent them all the pictures that I had, all the, I sent them the EVPs, I sent them the report, and I asked them, did they want us to come back in there and get rid of him? And they said, no, if it gets any worse than that, then we'll contact you. Well, evidently it got worse and they never contacted me. And come to find out, uh, they did have another team in there. Right. They found pictures of that also. Right. But, I mean, this was a house I had um, MPRA from Maine come down on a Saturday night with a psychic to, to help us out. And I then I called in Keith and Sandra Johnson on this house. You know? What, 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 what happened after that? Well, the day that they arrived there, of course, I wasn't there. Um, What's his name from, uh, is it CPRS, um, Orlando? In Orlando? Orlando. Um, They met Keith and Sandra there. And obviously nothing happened because um, this guy was basically after women. Uh-huh. Just reverend. So they they got n- nothing out of the house at all. Mm-hmm. Keith and Sandra just did a walk through. So it just stayed that way, and no, and no one went to resolve the issue and do a cleansing. Yep. Well, he's still there. He's not leaving that house. He likes that house. This house. You can have it. 
Yeah, that's good. That's a severe attachment. Yeah. Yeah. If you would have to do it, if you had to do a cleansing, would you multi had to do more multiple times? You wouldn't be able to do it once. You would do well, it. Well, Adam, Adam, Ed and Lorraine Warren were in that house years before that. Oh wow. Yep. They were in their way before that, so. Right. Well, like, you know, I, I, yeah, like I said, you have to do more, more than just one cleansing. I went to a house one time in Rhode Island. I had to do it like three times to actually clear everything out. And then uh, and I have been quiet. I haven't uh, had any calls. I try to call back everybody that I do investigations for and see how they're doing. And I've been, everything that I've, every people that I've had contact with, they've been great. Um, been awesome. Um, unfortunately, there's been a couple. Um, I have not got any contacts back. Um, so I take that good with the bad, I suppose. Um, but I lost contact numbers and uh, can't get a whole of them on Facebook. So um, God bless them. Hope they're okay, too. So. Um, right. I also did yeah, another. You typically have to go more than one once to do a, clean, a thorough cleansing. Well, I had gotten a call from this gentleman, and he was frantic because he had custody of his grandkids. And um, the little boy was acting strange, and he found some strange writing on the wall, like going downstairs into the lower the lower level. Yep. So I looked at it, and, you know... Um, it was basically numbers as it seemed like, you know, because he was tearing, like, the paneling off the wall and underneath it were, like, numbers written down. And he got scared and he called me and I went in there, I prayed over the family, I did a cleansing on the house and he thanked me and, you know, we kept in contact for a while and nothing has ever happened since I've been in there. But um, there was nothing there to begin with. Right. You know, I think that he just needed to be reassured because it did involve children. Right. And then, like I said, the numbers on the wall, it looks like whoever maybe built the house or redid the house or whatever, a carpenter maybe, you know, wrote numbers on the wall. Right. It does happen. Mm-hmm. It's more common than people think. Yeah, if you if you got something like it looks like blood running down under the walls, or you know uh, some idea like satanic rituals, like Doetic language or Sumerian, like that, or Latin, then you have to worry. Uh, but numbers are not so much. Um, but yeah. Well, he it, got concerned because on the wall was written "popo," and that's what he, the little boy, used to call his grandfather, oh, and he wow. wanted. And he wanted to know why the word Popo was on there. Oh, well, they had a daughter um, that was, like, in her teens, and she really wasn't all there. Okay. You, could, you could tell just by talking to her, she really wasn't all there. Okay. She said when she went to go take a shower, she had a scratch on her leg, and I'm like, was it one mark or three marks, five marks? How many marks were, was it? And she said one. I said, did it look like a cat scratch, a dog scratch, or what have you? She said, yeah, it looked kind of like that. 
I said, oh, okay. Um, they And believe it or not, they had a St. Bernard puppy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, yeah, I chalked it up to just, I went out there, but it was really nothing. Yeah, uh, you have to be very careful when you like when you something saying that oh it's been scratched or stuff like that. Like if you're not paying attention, what you were doing. There's investigators they go in like attics and stuff, and they and they actually back up to a nail on the wall. You know, and the adrenaline's flowing. They're not gonna you know, you know, they're not gonna feel it until like moments later. Oh, you got scratched on my back. Well, I think you just backed up to the wall. The wall a nail there. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's, uh, as everyone, as an investigator knows, your adrenaline is pumping. You're not thinking, thinking clear enough on things that are around you. Um, you don't think, you know, it has happened to me, you know. Um, you have to be very careful when you're doing investigations, um, especially in old houses, you know, in uh, safety reasons. You know, you should you know, always bring, like, a respirator or, some kind of paint mask with you, you know, and, you know, inhale asbestos, especially if it's like a house that's older, over a hundred years old. Right. Any type of, uh, old, uh, like even sanitariums and like that, you're going to go, uh, make sure you're covered uh, head to toe. Um, so, you know, someone carry that at home. If you do, you know, if you do just throw that stuff away, I'll, I'll put a million in the laundry, you know, um, take a shower. Right. Because you don't want to take that home, the asbestos, and end up with you no know, lung cancer. You know, right? Uh, especially if you're outside and, and elements take a, take a hold of it, because that stuff will go airborne, and you breathe that in, you're done. You know, and I've ex- I have experience cleaning uh, asbestos uh, air vents, so uh, it's, I can I can tell you what what the signs are, what what they look like. You know, they look like mummy wrappings. In case you didn't know out there. Uh, if you think it looks like mummy wrappings, uh, leave it alone and get out of the house. Right. You know? Uh, well, uh, I think I had contacted you on a case that was in Simsbury or Can- Canton, Connecticut. And Connecticut? And, yeah, and it was this girl, she was freaking out, and this was, you know, she was missing things, doors opening and closing, and before she told me all this, I think I had, I had called you on this case where she said that she, the first thing that came out of her mouth was, I was diagnosed as being schizophrenic. Oh, yes. Said, yes. Remember that case? Yes, I do. <laughs> well, she ended up in the hospital, in the right. psych ward. And do you believe she wanted me to go up there and explain yeah. to these people that she's not crazy? Yes, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No, it's. I had a I had a client that showed pictures of what she believed was a demon in the backyard that was making holes in the backyard. And I get pictures, like, well, I can draw it. She, I can draw it. She's like, okay, so what does it look like? And she's telling me description while she's drawing it. I say, like, it has no skin. It's very rat-like. I'm like, and she's drawing it. 
And I'm like, okay, so you have a mole. Yeah, mole's <laughs> in the backyard. She goes, no, 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 it's much bigger than that. Okay, so you have a raccoon that has, you know, has uh, um, some um, uh, uh, main element, skill <laughs> element or something. That's what it looked like. Because, no, 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 it is. All right, okay, so let's get a um, uh, a uh, <clears throat> exterminator and see if we can catch one of these things. Um, she's like, really? Like, yeah, just call it an exterminator. Lo and behold, it's just a, like a huge raccoon, like a raccoon type of thing. Um, but right. Yeah, it, it, it was just me digging a hole in the backyard, like a gopher type of thing. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I just want to uh, give a shout-out shout out to a good friend of ours, Angel Martin. Um, she's back in the hospital again recovering from a bout of pneumonia. And um, oh. I'm not sure if she's listening. She said she was going to come to the show tonight. But being in the hospital, I don't know if she can. And I just want to wish her well. And, Angel, we will be praying for you, honey. Awesome. I'm sending her your way, Angel. Uh, bless you. Hope you get well soon. Yeah, she's she's got a lot of things going on, you know, um, health wise and stuff. Oh man, a she's lot of, a very she's a beautiful a person. On. A lot of people I know, just it's one thing or another. Oh, oh man. And I talked to you a little bit about this morning. Um, I want to touch base on that about. That 21-year-old girl who, you know, she has a four, well, the baby must be five months old now. Um, She wants to be possessed just to see what it feels like. I mean, you know, it's, I've talked to her. I've had other people talk to her. Um, She claims that there's a witch house there that she's really never been in, but she heard from her friends that, the spell book is in the basement. Uh, she claims that she saw this big black thing with red eyes coming after her through a field one night, and it really scared the, the daylights out of her, but she still wants to be possessed. And to me, I don't understand why. And she's taken the baby to all these, like, different places she's going, which, you know, with in fact, say if that house is haunted and that house does have something in it, it's going to attack that baby. Well, like, got... I said, uh, like I said, it's, it's, all right, it's just no common sense. Um, it comes right down to, I'm going to be blunt. Um, this person uh, needs to be evaluated. Um, bringing a child to that type of situations. Um, uh, like I said before, even a safety hazard I was telling you about, you know, just bringing someone like that, a baby, uh-huh, and can't take over, take care of him or herself, and that's the, the uh, you know, I don't know, I'm floored by this. I don't want to know how, what, uh, what's her motive, what is her explanation of why she wants to do this with a child, and why she wants to be a be possessed. Why? She wants to be possessed to see what it feels like. And that's only her reason. Yeah, just to see what it feels like. 
without oh. realizing. And I told her, I says, it could kill you. And if you keep wishing it, you will call them eventually, and that's what will happen, and it could kill you. Uh, it's she, whoever. I, if anyone's watching, knowing this person who is, who she is, she needs to be evaluated because that's. I just, I just blows my mind. She should not. Someone should contact child services. Well, she um, has. Um, she has been evaluated, and she does have ADD, ADHD, and PTSD. Uh-huh. And she's supposed to be on medication for it. Whether she is or not, I don't know. Right, right. Well, she's, know. Not a, she's not in the right state of mind if she says these things and she brings her child to investigations or those type of places. It's not even an investigation. It's like I, I, right. a she's real been, type oh, thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, I know. It's not, it's, it's, she's the wanderlust. You know, yeah. she was... And that's that's really dangerous for her and for the child especially. Oh yeah. Uh, so she needs to stop like ASAP. Whatever she's doing, and she needs to reevaluate herself. You know, um, I said you, I talked to you before about this person. Um, sure, you definitely need to get a hold of somebody to take care of her. You know. I mean, not just evaluation. I mean, she needs to be deterred somewhere. You know, um, that is just. I told her. I told her to stop hanging. I told her to stop hanging around with the people she's hanging around with, because she's going to get yeah. more than what she's bargaining for. Right. And it's basically the the, the people that she's hanging around with. Oh yeah. You should just feed her information just to see what she does. Yeah. You know, and and it's not, you know, it's more likely that that house that has that that which which is uh, uh, book of shadows, it doesn't exist. It's not there. She's just no. It's not there because um, the guy that owns the house or the people that own the house, their granddaughter lives in that house right now. Right. And it's not up for sale, and it's not empty like she said it was. But right. you know, I mean, she has even gone as far as getting a hold of somebody and wanted them to break in the house with her. A, a very good, well-known investigator oh, really? from that state. Yeah. No. Uh, and you know, we just don't do that. No. And an investigator that falls into that is not an investigator at all. Right. And if he's well known, shame on him. He should know better. Yep. And he should, what he should do is bring her to authorities. Plain and simple. Well, I know he's not going to risk losing what he has for that, you know? (laughs) I know. Well, well, it's going to go to his, that gives him the bad reputation, it gives him the bad, um, you know, the, the bad outcome, too. So either or, you know, take the good or bad. Yep. You know, it, it, I'll, for me, it's the safety of the child. You know, the child should not be there any... <laughs> I'm not still for it. The child shouldn't be there at all. 
with her. I don't think she's taken her anymore since I told her that whatever is there could jump into her daughter. It's going to, it's going to, you know, just take her daughter first. It's going to leave her alone. So. Yeah. It can can jump back and forth. It can do a lot of things. Yeah. You know, it's not a game, you know, something like that. If it's a a severe, a hostile spirit, um, level one, um, entity, yeah, it doesn't care if it's a child, adult, doesn't matter. And if one and all it feels like, yeah, you know, you're not able to control your own body. You have no, you have no say on your own will. You have no control whatsoever. You yep. just gave up. You just gave up your whole body to something else that you can't understand. You can't even put it. There's no way, no way, order of fathom of an idea what, what it's going to be like. Right. I mean, does she think that this thing is going to be like her best friend or a puppy dog that she could, you know? Yeah, it's not Casper the Friendly Ghost. No, it definitely uh, right. isn't. And it's, it's not <laughs> no. those ghosts in Eddie Murphy's movie either. All right, exactly. It's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's not a bad cartoon. It's not Warner Brothers, you know, um, uh, Looney Tunes Adventures. You know, it's no, not, it's it's not. It's, it's, for, it's, it's for real. It's take, there. It's yeah. you know. Yeah. Take what you see on TV and multiply it by twenty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, multiply the multiply the movie Entity in the seventies. That's based on a true story. I wish I could get a hold of that uh, a DVD from Lorraine Warren with that exorcism they did of that guy up in where was it Vermont? Vermont, yeah. That she that she runs, yeah. That she has, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. If you know, uh, let me send it to her. See what she thinks. Yeah. If anyone don't know what that is, it's a video that Ed Lorraine did on interview of a of a man that really almost had like a fifth grade education, and started reciting Latin out of nowhere, and just black ooze just come out of his orifices, his eyes, his mouth, nose. Couldn't figure out what it was, you know, and he was totally possessed. Um, the whole I, I go back to the head, the whole big, uh, the stigma of a possession, you know, that's like target the whole premise of what a possession does. Um, supposedly he, he he took his own wife with a shotgun for afterwards. A few yep. years, I say, what, a few years later. Yep. And, yeah, that's what a possession is. That's control of your own body, not knowing what you're doing at any time. Maybe if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was one of the cases that Lorraine had gotten attacked at. I believe it was one of them, yeah. I think so. I think it's also the intro case, I think. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Um... There's quite quite a few. Once I will actually worse than others. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not a pleasant thing. And especially when I was a child, and I don't know what was going on with me. I had getting thrown off the bed, and I don't know why. You know, I didn't know if I was sleepwalking. You know, I like a few years ago, I'm, li- I'm living in my apartment with my family. 
I woke up in the middle of the of the house standing up. I just woke up. Like I am not known to have sleep um uh, sleepwalking. Right. What am I standing in the middle of the freaking kitchen for? Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. I had a show with Padre Joseph and Matt Tierney on one night, and we were talking about angels and demons. Of course, yeah. we called. The only names we called were the angels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. So I'm sitting at the dining room table. Um, this was all, This happened in the Windsor house. I was sitting in the at the dining room table. I went to go get up, and something hit my hand. Well, I had three scratches coming off my hand, like right by my thumb. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking like I looked under the table. I looked everywhere, Joe, to see if there was something, because I felt like I hit my hand, but I didn't hit my hand because there's nothing under there that could cause three scratches like that. Hmm. And I had been attacked. Matter of fact, right after the show that night, I was attacked. I got punched in the middle of my back. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, they they think that this is fun and games. It's not fun and games. It's just not. No. No, it's not fun and games at all. And it's not, and the thing that's demonic, but, you know, it's more malevolent entities or really negative energies. And... They will attack. Is there enough manifestation of the energy? They will confront you. Yes, they and, will. And they won't. They, then, what are they to be? In what mind do you think they are afraid of you? You know they are. They're, they're not, not afraid of. They're. I think the only thing that they're afraid of is God Himself. Right. Exactly. And you invoke in the name of Jesus Christ alone. That causes fear. It makes it yeah. sometimes makes things worse. Just because yeah. of the fact you're using these names. You know, so it's a double edged sword, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a game. You know, it, it you'll think, Oh, you know, the told me, Oh, you're a paranormal investigator, you know, like ghost hunters, you know, we have this I don't have a T V show. I I I've never had a TV show, never will have a TV show. Um, I take things seriously. I am there to help people. That's what I'm there for. You know, right, as, right. You know, it's that's what the main goal is helping people. You know, and helping others to understand what they're going through. You know, and if it's psychological, if it's anything, even natural causing, if it is paranormal, I try to explain what's going on. You know, and try to console them. You know, and guide them the right way in the right path. To find the right help they need. Yeah. You know? So it's that's what that's what paranormal skating to me is for. I'll help those that don't have the answers. I know we don't have all the answers. We have a lot more answers than we had before. You know. Yes, we do. There's the big difference between now and ten years ago. And I know the big difference between now and from 1984 when I first started is a big difference from then. You know, I started with just a, a notebook. And a, a tape recorder, you know, and those big tape recorders with the big buttons on them, you know, that's what I started from, you know, and, uh, like, and, and uh, a Polaroid camera. You know, that's pretty much my equipment in my own, in my own wits, you know. But luckily, I was in tune with everything when I was younger, and 
being technically in tune, you know, I can communicate. I can see things. I see dead people. You know, it, but it's... Yeah, so do I. I see but, dead but people, it's not, too. It's, <laughs> not, it's, to me, it's, it's a calling. It's not like I, I want this. It's what I need to do. I you saw know? a dead person the other night standing in my bedroom, and this is no lie, okay? This, this building that I moved into is very, very old. And um, I sit in my apartment, and I can hear people walking around, and it's got a drop ceiling. I hear people walking around on top of here, and there's no floor above me. There's nothing up there. And I'll sit here, and it's like, I just say, this used to be a brothel. I told Darlene myself, I said, I have a feeling this place used to be a brothel at one time. Wow. And the other night, I couldn't get to sleep, and I just turned turned over, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw this tall, skinny, gray man, and I mean, he was just all gray, tall and skinny, you know, about six feet tall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you need to leave me alone now. Go away. <laughs> it's great. You know? it's, gra- it's great when they try to intimidate you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's great. I've had a lot of circumstances of that. They just, they know I can see them. I know I can. They know I can hear. I can feel them, and they get intimidating. They try to be intimidating with you, and you don't back off. They back off. We don't if you don't move. You know. Um, yeah, I, I get my computer played with all the time, my phone. No. Oh, my son got a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning one time and wanted to know why I called him at 3 o'clock in the morning. I says, it wasn't me calling. Matt, your phone number's on my phone. Why do you think I'm calling you back? I says, honest <laughs> to God, it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, man. And then last night, I tossed and turned. I went to bed about 12.30, and my room wasn't cold. I got into bed, and all of a sudden, I was freezing. I couldn't get warm. For three hours, I could not get warm. So here I am reciting the Lord's Prayer in my head, and the more I recited it, the warmer it got, and it finally, whatever was there, went away. Oh, wow. Yep. And, you know, people just, they, they don't realize the power of God. Very true. Very, you know? Very true. Because that's the most positive thing that you can talk about. Yep. Praying to God. The most po- most powerful and, and uh, positive thing. Yeah. You talk about negative stuff, you're going to get colder. <laughs> you know, you're going to be darker. You know, so you have to bring light to your world. You know, the best thing is to, to pray to God. You know, it's the best thing to, to bring the positiveness to you. Right. You know, and, it's, and, you know, it's hard, especially how it is nowadays. You see everything on TV, all this death and hatred, and, and it's very hard to dissociate with your normalcy, you know, because what well, I mean, it's... What's going on with this world? This world's going to burn. You know, you know, it's everybody's on uh, high alert. You know, and you're trying to take away, step back from everything. Just turn off the TV, stay away from the Facebook, and try to meditate and try to bring positiveness. You know, and, and it's hard to say. But it's 
best thing you can do is pray to God. And that's the best thing you can do for yourself and your family. To keep you sane, you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You know, I mean, I don't know what these people are thinking. There is no way in hell three people <laughs> at the same time could become possessed. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. And then snap out of it that quick? Well, think about possession. If there is too many people at an, at an investigation or when someone supposedly is possessed by a, a really quote-unquote demonic, it can jump to m- multiple people and at once. I'm talking about it. Has, it has occurred before. Yeah, but I saw that on a TV show. Oh, that's different. You know, <laughs> this different. is what I'm saying, and this is what people are, like, they're grasping at. They're watching this and, you know, oh, it's really cool. I can get possessed, and I could snap right out of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. Something takes a hold on you, it takes a hold on you. The less you get it cleansed from you, it stays with you and actually can be hereditary. It can be passed on to bloodline to bloodline. And that's actually stated in other investigations I've read. You know, so there's blood curses. <laughs> you know, there there is this type of thing. You know, even... Uh, there is um, spiritual warfare just devoted for that type of, of possession. Yep. You know, so the you know it's you know it's not it's not a play it's not a play on on, on your psyche. You know, <laughs> you know what you watch TV is not what is in real life. That's I'll I'll say that to my dying death dying breath. You know it's. Well, the only time, actually and honestly, I ever watch any of those shows is if I feel I would like to visit there someday, just to see what the place looks like. True. Yep. You know? Yep. Very true. Well, the thing is that I, I, I see, I love London, London tripping. I haven't London tripped too much places, um, but it, the cost of going to places is asinine. <laughs> really. Like, I've seen up to $3,000 to go to investigations, you know? And that's, like, with, like, a, with a parent conference along with it. You well, know, there's, it's there's like, somebody oh, right now on Facebook that's asking for donations. A um, family, they've been on Destination America. They've had supposedly archbishops there and, you know, Catholic priests there and different groups there, psychics, mediums, and they've been going through this now for the past uh, 10 years, 8 to 10 years. And um, now the person is asking for donations so they could get there to help them. I will not donate to a cause like that. It's called networking out. 
know, with me, I I have cases all over the world, and that's the truth. I can't be uh, everywhere. Uh, everywhere. I don't have the cash to do that. You know, I'm barely making it as it is. <laughs> you know, so I try to get people that are nearby that can do it for me. You know, I've networked with many, many people. You know, I've talked to people in, in Africa. I've talked to people in Australia. I've talked to people in Japan. You know, and you'd be surprised how many paranormal investigators are there in the world. You know? Yep. So if someone says, there's no one near me, oh, there is. You just couldn't find them. You know? I know one lady middle of, uh, let me think, I think Utah or Idaho. She didn't think she was any investigators near here. Near here. Oh, yeah, she was like uh, three groups that were like an earshot from her. So, of course, I called each one of them, you know, who could be available. And luckily enough, they, there was one person and uh, did the investigation, did the cleansing, and it's been perfect since. And that was, a, wow, that's been four years ago now, you know. And um, and, that, and awesome, they, they even shared me the evidence that they had. A lot of EVPs. And right. a, lot of, a lot of them were Class A's. Like you yep. said, you can hear it. And, you know, it's it's good to, to network. And that's what primarily I like to do. I love to network. If I can get there personally, that's awesome. You know, if someone wants uh, wants me to go somewhere, you know, you know, I can't pay out of my pocket. You know, uh, like you can pay travel expenses. That's awesome. You can, it, but I, I'm not expecting money. You know, um, right? Exactly. You know, get you, know, you can make me a dinner and have a place for me to sleep for my team to sleep. That's awesome. You know, I'll 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 take care of you. You know. Right. Right. There's a lot of out-of-pocket stuff that I can't, I physically can't do, you know. Uh, but I mean, back in the early 2000s, um, I, we went through a lot of money going to, like, I went to the Colonial Inn. I got Class A EVPs out of Room 24 up there oh, wow. from the doctor because that used to be um, the operating room back during right. the war. Yes. And... Uh, I got, the doctor was saying, what's your body count? Um, Are you awake yet? You know, then at one point he said, go and fish in. I'm like, okay, have a good time. You deserve a break. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I went there and it cost us gas money to get up there. They were nice enough to let us have the room for free. Uh, I was standing downstairs talking to... um, the gentleman at the front desk, and there was a bookcase behind me full of paperback books. Well, a book hit me in the back of the head. Oh, boy. So I picked the book up off the floor. I walked back over to the shelf. I said, leave the friggin' books alone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what are you supposed to do? Right. Maybe it was a book that you needed to read. (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But she gave you a sign. <laughs> and I, I spent hours upon hours up in Salem because no matter how many times you go up there, you always get something different. I know. So true. You know. 
Yep, so true. Actually, they're, they're having a huge uh, paraconference at the Hawthorne this year in April. Yeah, well, somebody yeah. needs to go stay in 526. <laughs> uh, play in the elevator. The elevator is haunted. The elevator is nasty. Yeah, the elevator is nasty. Yeah. I don't like um, that elevator. <laughs> yeah. Many many years ago, I was working for a bakery in Brockton, and I was delivering a wedding cake at the Hawthorne, and I had to take the elevator. Oh my God! What experience? Like I walked in the elevator, and I know the history of it. Of the hotel, so I'm like I'm feeling everything at once. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little nauseous. I need to get the hell out of this elevator. I'm like, oh my god. So I'm going. Yeah. I think I, I think I don't know what floor I want. I know it was up in the teens, and I walked out the elevator. I'm like, uh, like a heavy, heavy cement block just lifted off my back. And I walked out of it. I'm like, holy crap! Like that's it. Like I wheeled the, the wedding cake where I needed to go. And I'm like, I'm going to take the damn stairs. I'm like, I'm not going to elevate again. <laughs> so how am I bringing the cart down the stairs? And I feel a lot better than taking the elevator. You know, so that, that's, you know, that was my little experience with the Hawthorne. I'll never forget. Oh, uh, yeah. But like, yeah, I, I've been in Salem many times. But uh, Hawthorne, uh, I've been only there only, only a handful of times. Uh, but not necessarily, I didn't do any investigations. Um, but I've done other other investigations, touring the whole nine yards. I have a friend of mine that does touring. Uh, he is actually a tour guide. Uh, he just invited me to do stuff with him. I'm like, I'm definitely down for it. Um, but um, so hopefully this year I can do some stuff uh, more in, in Salem, and especially at the conference we're going to have soon in April. I know they have. I think John's going to be there. John's at this and. Oh, well, you you do you do realize you could go into the first floor of the old jail now, huh? And the and the warden's building. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think uh, that is the saddest thing they ever did. I mean, when the old jail went up for sale. Yep. Peter and I had gone up to Salem because it was for sale for a dollar. So we gave them our plan, and we sat there, and we really thought this out, what we wanted to do and how we were going to give back to the town of Salem, um, you know, and the historical society there and what have you. And, oh, no, this guy comes in, and he takes our first floor uh, plan away from us because he did exactly what we were going to do on the first floor, but the other floors we were going to do tours of the old jail. Right. And... uh, yeah, he turns it into apartments. Good luck to the people living there. That's all I could say with uh, Giles Corey walking the cemetery in the back. And then the warden's house, you know, his whole family, and oh, they all burned up. Right. So, good luck with that. I think there's a restaurant in there. Right. I think there is. Uh, I don't know another was it. Was it Issue State Pen? They're doing uh, they're doing remodeling. They're gonna do like hotel. They're gonna tear it down and make a hotel. Or if it's Eastern State Pen or it's another um, No, no, no. It's Wa- uh, Waverly Hospital. Waverly, Waverly, yes it is. I'm sorry. Yes, Waverly. I'm like I'm hearing this, I'm like, Wow <laughs> I yep. can't imagine I can't imagine the tents living there and knowing what they're going in for. 
<laughs> well, they did the same thing with Danvers. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. They did say the same thing with Danvers. But have you heard anything from people from Danvers? Nope. Uh, I haven't either. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they're being hush hush about it. I don't know. They about most it. likely are. Yeah, because that's that's you know. But people get confused on you know, witch, uh, the witch trials and all that. A lot of the witch trials happened in Danvers and not oh, yeah. Salem. Oh, not yeah. Salem. Salem is just notified, is more noted because of the children um, uh, in the, the, that case. Um, well, the very first witch that was ever hung was hung outside the state building in Connecticut. In Connecticut, right. Exactly, yes. But what's most noted is Danvers. There's a lot of uh, which graveyards in Denver? Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of them. <laughs> There's they, a which graveyard right behind the uh, mental hospital in Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford, Connecticut. Yep. 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 I'm just waiting to see what they're going to do at Rolling Hills next. Uh, I haven't heard much. As far as I know, she's still uh, Sharon's still doing tours and doing things there. So. I haven't heard more and more about it. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Cedar Crest Hospital in Newington, Connecticut, they knocked mm -hmm. down the old building um, where all the children were tortured. Oh, gee. It was boarded up. Um, They closed up basically all the hospitals around that area, and they knocked down that building. They're knocking down the other buildings, and they're building condos on the land. Mm-hmm. Yep, I mean, they're just taking all these nice old haunted buildings and just tearing them down and making them into different things. And, I mean, it's it really angers me that they're doing that. It's all about money. Sure, they don't care. It's all about money. You know, they don't care. Yeah, like all the I hospitals. A, I, I hear locally, I know, there's a lot of hospitals here that are abandoned and not used. Um, there's one I'm actually going Sunday, uh, and I can't say where. Uh, but it, right. it's, been, it's been sold. It's been sold a few times, and things have happened to stop them from buying the land. And there's a lot of land. Right. So it, it stopped them. Like they can't. They, there was contract. They, were, they can um, build right away, and for some reason they can't build a sewer system, and they can't. So they can't do what they wanted to do was build them all. They can't do it. Another company came in, a major uh, a government contracted um, company, wanted to buy the land. Supposedly bought it, but it failed to progress any further. So they could not take down anything else in that that land. So they haven't done anything since 2005-ish. Right. So they haven't done that either. So that's that, that land is still up for sale. And it's like, oh, I think it's $4.5 million or $5.1 million right now for the land. And no one wants wow. to touch it. But it's prime area. And no one's going to touch it. You know, the building is still up. Um... Uh, so much, uh, of course, decayed. The security all the, all the time there, twenty four seven. Right. But it's, uh, it's so you can't do nothing. Um, but uh, I'm going to go. I've got permission to 
go uh, this Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, well, you have fun, but stay safe. Oh, of course. That's primary. <laughs> people with me and, and the people are going with me. Uh, yeah, definitely. Safety is a huge thing for me. Uh, but we're going to do, like we're going to go um, during the day. Um, try to go through no better than nighttime. Not too much. Uh, security will be with us too, so we got that too. So. Well, that's good. Um, well, I have a conversation going on in the chat room over here. Um, did you ever see that movie Ouija Experiment? Uh, okay, there's a movie called Ouija. Ouija, Ouija, actually, is called. No, it's actually, it's called Ouija. Ouija? I never heard of Ouija. I heard of Ouija. Uh, The actual pronunciation of Ouija board. Um, Okay. No, I have not seen the movie Ouija, the Ouija board. Okay, Ouija, the Ouija experiment, what happened was these kids were, and this is supposed to be based on true facts, and I found it a little bit far fetched at times. Is, it, uh, is this just a Hollywood movie? You're talking about that came out they come out last year? Ouija just came out um not too long ago, but this Ouija experiment was all done on camcorder. Oh no, I have not heard about that. Okay. You have not heard about that? No, I well, haven't. I sat there one day, and I was watching this Ouija experiment, and I watched it from the beginning to the end, and it was um, one guy that he had gotten a hold of a Ouija board, and he invited a few people over, and he says, uh, and they're like, no, we don't really want to play with this, and he's like, oh, come on. He says, I was told how to open and close it. Well, the first night, they opened the board, and they were talking to a little girl through the board, uh, okay? So they closed it. Well, the second night, they opened it, and not only were they talking to the little girl, but they were talking to a man, and they uh-huh. forgot to close it. Well, as the movie went on, things started going, and it went into, like, um, flashes of the man that was coming through the Ouija board, he was like a handicapped man, and the little girl, she was about five, six years old, and her mother drowned her in the bathtub because she got mad because the guy that she was dating didn't want to date her anymore because of the fact that she had the daughter. So the mother drowns the daughter, then the man finds the little girl in the tub drowned, and then she kills the man, and then she slices her own throat. Now, she's a really evil spirit, and what it boils down to, everybody in that movie got their throat slashed by this spirit that came through the Ouija board. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fake. It's like it's ridiculous. I've never heard of such a thing in my life. No, it's a it's a homemade movie. It's a fan made movie. It's just it's like a an A B um independent movie. It's it's not no basic of reality to it. Now, I'm gonna look it up, I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna see because I'm a huge horror fan and I do delve into independent stuff and and I can tell if it's real or not just by looking at it. Um but I've never heard a case like that in a found footage film. It will be more notoriety right now. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, that's more likely a fan-made 
a horror fan made movie. movie okay, well, well, that other movie you were talking about, the Ouija, just yeah. throw the word Ouija. There's yeah. going to be a part two to that. You can always tell when there's going to be a part two at the end, you know? Right, right. Yeah, well, that's too. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it's, I can get into a lot of... I just Horror movies have been so watered down as of late, the past, mostly past, see, 10 years now. It's been very watered down. Uh, um, I have um, a gentleman coming on from Maine, uh, yeah. Jamie Santamore. He's producing the movie called Man's of, uh, Sins of Man. Uh, that, well, is that one that uh, was, um, oh, wait a minute. With, um, i trying to remember. Hold on. Debbie Perkins. I think I've seen a little bit about it. I read about it. Oh, is that with Debbie Perkins in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know Debbie. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've heard a little bit about it. Right, well. Both him and both him and Debbie are going to be on the show the the uh, the eighteenth. On eighteenth. To yeah, talk about the movie, and um, they're trying to, you know, figure out a way to get the cast to promote the movie. And I'm like, have everybody come on the show. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. You know? Yeah, that's very cool. But Debbie's yeah, awesome. it, is. it really have, is. Have, have you talked to Debbie before? She's been on my show, yes. Yes, yeah. yeah. She's great. Yep. 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 And um, that movie, Annabelle, I don't know if you saw that one yet either. Uh, no, you, you know what? I have not seen it um, just because I know the, the real case. And it's, I just, it, it just... Has nothing to do does with the real case at all. Does it aggravate you like it aggravates me? Yep. And that's probably why I'm hesitant in watching it, just because I know the story. And it's just so far fetched. You know, it's like, oh my God, you know, what are they thinking? You know, I understand it's, you know, trying to get people involved with it, but it just gives it the wrong story, you know? Um, even The Conjuring had some basic effect, you know? Even that was a little bit far-fetched away from what the real story was, you know. But right, at least that was close to what the story was from the aspect of Erin Perron, or Perron, you know. Well, um, first of all, Annabelle wasn't the real Annabelle doll. Well, we know we can't use the real Annabelle doll anyway. But then but, that thing that no, jumped off the dresser was actually the thing that was on The Exorcist. Right. Well, actually, actually that's wrong. Actually, there is no trademark for the Annabelle or Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Ann or, Ann or Randy Andy doll. There's no trademark. So they could use it. But because Jane Wan, James Wan didn't think a Raggedy Ann doll was intimidating enough or wasn't scary enough, he had to create a different type of doll to get the scare factor. Right. That's, that's why he did that. So there's no trademark issues at all with the Raggedy Ann because there were many, many versions of it. And no one knows what the actual real uh, copyright and trademark of it is in reality. Because it was made so long ago. Uh, but it's, it's almost more for the fear factor is why James Wan changed it uh, to what it is now. Or to what became 
the personification of Annabelle was like a porcelain-looking doll. Uh, but we all know she's a really a raggedy Ann doll, which is really don't look very intimidating at all. Um, unless you go to uh, the Lawrence Club Museum, you stand next to her, you can feel it through that freaking box. <laughs> you know, it, when I was there, and I took a picture of it, as you can see, I find it on my Facebook. While I was sitting there, standing there, my friend of mine taking a picture of me. I can hear hear her say, "Get me out of here." Get me so out you're, of the real. Oh, I, yes, she's very evil. I mean, oh, I, I don't like her. I got yeah. the the willies when I even went <laughs> near her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's the story of Annabelle when this guy, what really, this really happened. A guy tried to take her off, out of the box. And <laughs> and Ed goes, said, no, don't do that. Now put it back. Um, well, he left the cult museum and died in the motorcycle. Him and his Yeah, wife. he hit a tree on the way home. On the way yeah. home. Yeah, and, you know, it's just do not touch for a reason, <laughs> you know. I mean, even even um, Ed had a priest there to bless Annabelle. Yep. And Ed had left the room, but he told her, he told uh, the priest, don't go near her till I get back. Well, right. he went over there to go bless her, and he got thrown across the museum. Right, Exactly. And there was a time when Ed didn't even have her in the cage in that box. He actually had it in his office. Right. And he would, he'd get up and don't, didn't see her on the table, on the desk. Be, she would be down the, down the hallway. You know? And that was like, yeah, i got to put her in a box. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's, they take away, take, they take, the Hollywood just takes away all the, the real horror from it. You know, I'm more scared of, a, of a, a animated a, a Annabelle than I do with this type of doll. Cause, you know, it's still Annabelle using the movies. Because I know it's a movie. It's a big difference when you actually have the real object in front of you and feel the negativity that comes out of it. Well, from no. what I understand, <laughs> no. they are supposed to be doing the Enfield case that they did. Yep. Yeah, they're doing you, the Enfield. Yep. Using Annabelle the doll. The real doll. Really? I don't think it's a good idea that they let her out of there because after being locked up for so many years, I think she's pretty pissed off by now. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't see that happening. I, I, I really can't think of why they would do that. I don't think I don't think Tony Lorraine would have would do that. I don't. Think I hope so. she wouldn't. I don't think so. I do probably use a stunt double, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. If they want to go borrow mine, because I have a Annabelle lookalike. So they can use that one. <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can use that one. Uh, but, no, um, I don't see that happening. They could go to Toys R Us and get one. Yeah, right, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't see that happening. I, I don't know. Knowing Lorraine, uh, you know Lorraine, I don't think she would do that. I don't think she would either, but, you know, I haven't talked to Lorraine in quite some time since all that stuff with The Conjuring went down, because every time I call, it says they're not accepting phone calls at this time. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they have a block on their phone, so. Yeah. Yeah. So they will get, yeah, they were getting a lot of things about it. And there was the lawsuit, too. So that was going through a lot with her, too. So, her and Tony. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that was that was a mess. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't say I blame them. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, yep, you can't even get a hold of Tony Sparrow, either. Right. And I haven't seen Tony online, either. Right, I haven't, either. He should be very, very active on Facebook, and you won't see any anymore. Not that much, anyway. I didn't even see anything for Halloween, to tell you the truth. Right. I know he's still. Well, I know Lauren is still doing the uh, the, the warnology. Yeah, she it's is. Always booked. It's always booked. It's always sold out. So, <laughs> you know. Well, they were going to do a warnology for me privately with a group. Oh wow. And what happened was uh, all this stuff started happening, and um, that got canceled out. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, right up the street here, Joe, I'm in an old iron mining town, and they still have the stacks up there from the old mine, and when it gets warmer out, that's a historical society, and they give tours in that mine. Oh, wow. I'm all excited. I can't wait. Oh, that is so cool. It's like I've been walking distance right up the street. Then across uh-huh. the street, I got the Mather Inn, and that's haunted. That's phenomenal. Awesome. Yep. Then well, if, I ever, if, I, if I ever, ever had the cash, I'll shoot up in Michigan to see you. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do. I mean, um, Al Capone's safe house, there's a there's an Al Capone safe house in Michigan here. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so cool. That's oh. why I'm, I'm waiting for them to open up so I can actually look up the history on the building I'm in. You couldn't get that with the Star Society or Gadget? Historical Society is closed. It's oh, closed oh, free. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. There's lots of snow up here. Everybody that was complaining there was no snow for Christmas, I told them I was going to send them some snow in a, in a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, like, here, like, no, we actually had... Warm spots, like 60 degrees, 50. Now it's like below zero now. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. Oh, I believe Ooh. it. Crazy. I Welcome believe it. Welcome to New England. Don't like the weather. Wait a minute. <laughs> yep, that's New England weather. You don't like it. Wait a minute. It'll change. Yep. Crazy. Yep, but if you get a chance, go to that uh, Colebrook Cemetery. It's in Barry, um, Massachusetts. Where in Massachusetts? Barry. Barry. Yep. So that's where I got those demonic pictures from. Oh, really? Yes. It's like up a dirt road in the middle of no freaking where. Are <laughs> they all? <laughs> it it kind of reminded me of Green Lady Cemetery. Oh wow! Is it? Which I won't even go back there ever again. Oh. 
Why nope. not? There, there's a uh, satanic altar set up behind the cemetery, one across the street from cemetery up the hill, and there's pentagrams painted on the trees. At, at Green Lady? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. There's just a very, very heavy feeling of that cemetery now. Her stone is not even there anymore. Oh, no? Nope. What happened was the kids were chipping away at the stone. Okay. So the Historical Society decided that they were going to replace her original stone with they had another stone made for her. Well, somebody stole that stone. You're kidding me. Nope. Wow. I'm nervous on people. Yep, then people wonder why it's so hard to get into cemeteries at night. You have that all over Connecticut. I finally got my way up there uh, not too long ago. I'll see. Oh, of course, in the summer, so it has been a few months. Um, Connecticut Way and Rhode Island Way. I went to Harrisville, um, right down the street from the, where where the conjuring happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finding Bathsheba's uh, grave and all that good stuff. And I went to a prayer conference with uh, Peter Sandler there and uh, John. John's after yeah. and Perrin was there. Um, Carl was there also. Um, did a lot of lectures and stuff. It was an awesome, um, awesome experience. Um, but um, yeah, I yeah, he, he's been inviting me forever to go down, go to Slater Mill, and I still haven't got there yet. <laughs> Unless I hit the lottery, it doesn't look like I'm going to ever get there. Yeah, I've been there. I've been a few cases at Slater Mill. Um, Definitely, this, there's uh, some entities that don't like women also. They they intimidate them. Uh, there's one that that's likes to push and, and punch. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's really cool stuff. Uh, there's a lot of children there, of course, as you know. Right. Uh, you always, they always walk with you, you know. Um, <laughs> but that's the good thing about them. Um but yeah, Slater was a great history. Yeah, and definitely anyone was listening. It's a great place to check out. It's Slater Mill in uh, in Rhode Island, and uh, Keith and Carl Johnson uh, that pretty much run it. So go check it out. They do tours all the time. They sure do. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, no, right now I think they'll start. I think they start around March. And they close down around after Christmas. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, do you want to tell us about what your readings are about and stuff, you know? Yeah. And yeah give me one moment if you don't mind, Judy. You're getting parched and you're trying to drink. Hold on one second. Okay. Go ahead.
Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, um, you can check out my um, my website. It's josephandre.webs.com. As you know, bio in front, what I'm about, who I work with. Um, uh, you can see all the people that recommend me, uh, like Keith and Sandra um, and Robin Marie uh, from uh, Pennsylvania. She also lives locally in Rhode Island. She's a good friend of mine, also a psychic medium. Um, also, my friend Mary Barrett was a psychic medium and a hypnotist. I've been on her show a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I, I do readings. I do a three a three minute and do an hour readings. Um, I'm not like I say I'm not like a tarot reader. Um, I do more uh, feeling the energy through the cards when I talk to you in your voice, and I can pick up what what you're feeling. Um, I do a uh, one on ones uh, personally. Um, I actually hold people's hands. And I feel the energy, and I, I talk to them. And I'm, I'm pretty much, I want, I want, I'm, I stand out uh, from other psychics. Um, I'm not like, this is what your future holds. No, I tell you, this is what you need to know, not necessarily what you want to know. You know, this is what they're telling me what you need. The guys are telling me what you need, and this is what your answers are. It's up to you. You have your own free will. You do what you need to do. You know, I'm not telling you what you, you know, what you want to hear, you know. Um, I just pretty much guidance, you know. And I try to get punched the right way. I'll point you to um, books to read, who to listen to. Um, I like, I love um, Abraham Hicks. He's my favorite. Um, if you don't know what, Abraham is a boat. Check him out on Facebook. I mean, check him out on Facebook. Well, you can find him on Facebook. But you go on the internet and find Abraham Hicks. It's an intriguing story. Very intriguing story. Um, and they, she uh, goes out and uh, took a lot of lectures. And you can find a lot of Abraham Hicks on YouTube. It's very insightful, insightful about negative energy and positive energy and what you can manifest. Kind of like laws of attraction and the secret. Um, which I'm pretty much a devotee of it, uh, me and my wife. Um, uh, but I don't stray away from God because God's, that's, you know, that's unconditional love. So I promote God, and that's what God gives me. I can say my prayers, and, and the prayers try to answer me back when I ask. You know, that's primarily why you're asking. You give me out to the universe. You're praying to God. You know, and what. What I need to get for guidance. So what you need for guidance. That's pretty much what I do. Wow, I didn't know you did all that. <laughs> That's pretty much what I do. Now, if you want, you want to know a little bit about me, give me a call, and we can chat it up. You know, necessarily you want a reading or know more information about me, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on my website. My email is on it. You want to shoot me an email, go right ahead. You know, you can uh, email me at josephandrade422 at gmail.com. You can find me at josephandrade.webs.com. Um, I'm an open book, you know. I'm there to be, re- I'm there to be read. You know, I have nothing to hide. 
You know, I'm pretty much blunt, and I'll tell you like it is. You know, Judy oh, yes, talk. you do. Judy, can tell you. <laughs> Known you for years, been talking to you for years, and oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I don't pull any punches. So I need to tell you, I need to tell you. You know, I don't yep. sugarcoat anything. You know, sometimes you know, the voices in my head tell me, no, nah, I shouldn't t- say this. Then the voices said, yeah, you should tell me you're a dick. <laughs> and I have a pretty full schedule uh, coming up myself, Joe. Um, I have Sherry Hi. Shoon coming on Sunday. Um, well, she, cool. collects, she collects haunted items. Yep, I'm good friends with her, yes. I have Archbishop Ron Fail coming on um, next Thursday, the 15th. And I'm excited about having him come on. He's going to talk about exorcisms and the dangers and, you know, more, you know, more elaborate on the demonic and what have you. Uh, The 18th, I have producer Jamie Santamore. Um, the 22nd is my show. Um, I'm stealing my Sundays back, by the way, everybody. So I'm going to be scheduling guests on Thursdays after this month. I'm having uh, Strange But True Facts on the 22nd. I tell you, Joe, there's a lot of funny strange and true facts out there. Oh, I know. And then the 25th, I have author Kevin Kane on, who wrote a book about Patty Doll. And also, he wrote the book Haunt. Then I have Bill Hall coming on, and um, he's the author of The Most Haunted House in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which was also a house that I believe that Ed and Lorraine had uh, went into and did. Oh, I see. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's going to be really interesting. Bill used to live right uh, down the street from that house. And he's out of Plainville, Connecticut. And matter of fact, I was right around the corner from him when I was in Plainville, Connecticut. So, I mean, it's good that I have a full schedule coming up. A really good schedule coming up. Yeah. I'll be listening to some of them, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And you're more than welcome to call in if you want, you know. Oh, um, I wonder if anybody in the chat room do... Y'all have anything for Joe? Did you want to ask him anything? Yeah, no holds barred. You can ask anything. Well, we had a really great time tonight. It was good having you on the show. Oh, like I said, thank you for having me. I love being talking to you, and I love being on the, on the radio shows and talk about my history and my past and what I've gone through. <laughs> and try to educate, learn from my mistakes, <laughs> and learn from what I can give you an education, you know? Right, right. So it's about education. So it's don't learn from what you see on TV. Learn from the people that actually do things and <laughs> not get paid for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> all righty. Well, I guess with all that said, um, I'm going to thank everybody in the chat room from for being here. Darlene, I want to thank you. Uh, Brian, thank you for being here. Kathy, um, and please join us again. And Joe, I guess we're out. All right. All right. Take care, everybody. Good night. Good night. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.